Greetings and welcome to Community Spotlight, sharing news that you can use. Sometimes it's entertainment, motivation, or education. This weekly program airs from 11.30 a.m. to noon every Sunday here on WKDU 91.7 FM, or you can stream us using any streaming service at www.wkdu.org slash listen now. So I'm Sherry Pennington. I am the creator and the host of Community Spotlight. Our guest today is Clara Mitchell Lewis. She's an ag tech visionary who leads an agribusiness consulting and training firm. She's also a trained ecological economic regional planner, land developer, and landscape architect. Clara is also a retired environmental scientist and engineer with 30 plus years of international and cross-cultural living and working experience. A published author and researcher, Ms. Lewis is at the end of her five-year plan to reinvent her business focus from environmental science, engineering, health, safety compliance, to agribusiness technology consulting and training in hydroponic self-sufficiency operations and private nature-based development projects. She has found her niche working with micro-entrepreneurs and small nonprofit leaders who have a vision for food security, scaling food production, and reducing food deserts by integrating smart technology with self-reliance and business growth. She provides guidance and direction on how to generate multiple revenue streams from green gold ventures designed to include a positive sustainable purpose. And you may also know our guest, Clara Lewis, from the Black Experience in Travel. She is our global citizen travel advisor, and she continues to deliver important information throughout our Sunday programming. So with all of those um, accolades and definitions of Clara Lewis, we welcome you back to WKDU Studios, Claire. Thank you so much, Sherry. I am so happy to be here and to be on Community Spotlight. Excellent. So for my audience, I typically just, you know, I read the bio that our guests apply and most times I pretty much can interpret what they're talking about. But Claire, one of the first things that um, is mentioned is that you're an ag tech visionary. And also you lead the agribusiness. So I really want you to define what do you mean ag tech, first of all? Never heard that term. Well, there's a movement afoot and it has been um, very prominent over the last, I'm going to say 10 years with merging agriculture and technology. That's the internet of things, that's automation, um, communications technology. And with that, kind of technology and agriculture marriage, you're able to get data about your plants, about their health, about um, what kind of amendments, um, soil amendments that they might need, or nutrient amendments. So all of this is done by sensors. It's uh, done with uh, photogrammetry, um, drones, etc. So that's a merger of 
technology and agriculture for more efficiency, for uh, better crop yields, and for diversification of this particular industry. Oh, okay, interesting. So your your background is um, very full and rich from environmental scientist and engineer to this new path that you're on. What made you transition to become, I guess, the ag, ag tech that you are? I am very interested in um, our health and what we eat. And I believe that in that area of food production, there are uh, career paths for us that are opportunities in 2023 to beyond mm -hmm. that uh, our community just doesn't uh, know about or hasn't conceived as an opportunity for them. And it's that background that I did get at Drexel um, in uh, human behavior and development and nutrition science, where with that, you know that you have to nurture the full man, the body, the mind, and the spirit. And this transition from environmental compliance to agricultural technology keeps me in the realm of natural resources, but it's a different uh, path. Oh, okay. That's interesting. So when you speak of uh, the agriculture and that business, um, it appears, given, I guess, the condition of the climate, there's so many things that seems to be affecting farmers nowadays from the, the heat being so high from the wildfires and floods. What is the forecast for the future? I mean, I know you don't have a crystal ball, but in being in the agri-tech business, does, do you get a chance to really see a forecast of what the the soil will be like in the future? Well, that's one of the reasons why I strategically chose this area to reinvent myself in. I don't have to necessarily deal with a lot of the, a lot of the climate uh, impacts, the change in temperature, uh, the environmental conditions. With uh, hydroponics, I'm not putting plants in ground or in the soil. I am raising them up off of the ground, um, they're in their own environments, be it a warehouse, a greenhouse, or a container, shipping container. Oh. With that, I can then control the heat, I can control the coolness, I can control the carbon dioxide that plants give off, um, the nutrients that um, the water covers where the roots can absorb it. Those are the things I can control. This type of agriculture is called controlled environment agriculture. Um, this is a way that I see as a mature woman. I don't have to do the traditional digging and hoeing and breaking my nails and breaking my back. Oh, okay. So this is something that I can do well into um, my mature years in a controlled environment. And I see this is a way um, that 
I can not only take care of myself in production of fresh produce, but I can also help a community out or a nonprofit organization that wants to go this way. Or a family that has land that they have no idea what they want to do with it, but they know they need to make a profit off of it or they'll lose it. Interesting. So I was going to ask you, so this hydroponic concept, so you don't give us a little bit more. I understand you said you don't have to do these things. It's not in the soil, but um, paint a picture for me. What does that okay. face look like? So hydroponics is both a technique in growing but it's also a method. And there's like six, six different hydroponic methods. Mm -hmm. And with that, um, none of them are um, impacting the soil. Oh. A lot of farming nowadays, the reason why uh, this was another strategy of choosing it, uh, large agriculture, big farms uh, with their runoff, with a lot of other leaching from their farms is impacting our water streams. And of course, um, with the destruction of the trees uh, to clear the land for pastures, you're getting another climate change effect. Mm -hmm. So hydroponics takes that um, you can build a system where you have a reservoir of water, which is a container, and they can be as simple as you uh, cutting out six, you know, holes that hold a cup, a styrofoam cup over water, put in a um, medium where you can hold uh, the plant as it grows in the cup. Mm -hmm. and put a seed in it or a seedling, which is a sprout, so to speak, and have it grow. And the roots will grow down to the water level. Mm -hmm. And it will grow the crop on top out of that cup. That's a simple um, hydroponic system. And you can get Dutch buckets, your five-gallon buckets that you can grow um, the uh, hydroponic plants in. Interesting. So what types of plants have you grown? I um, started out in hydroponics growing hops. Hops is the plant that um, distillers use, right. beer brewers use to put in beer. Oh. And it gives beer its um, uh, flavor and its aroma. That bitter flavor is uh, a component in hops that it gives it the flavor. So this particular plant is a vine, not a vine, but it's a terminology in agriculture called vine. It grows up. And normally in traditional hops growing, you get a yard um, and you plant these big telephone poles and then you um, plant the plants next to the telephone bowl and pole and they rise up the plant and then you produce this uh, bud, I'm going to say, and that's what you use to harvest to go into beer. Well, most people had not tried 
growing this plant, not in a yard, in the ground, but in a hydroponic system, like a greenhouse or a warehouse. Mm -hmm. And I was um, experimenting with that. And my experiment was not for the height at that particular time, but to get the right dosage in my nutrient system. That's the water that flows over the roots um, so that the plants would grow to their optimum. So I did that for a while, but um, I closed down my research on that small research in home, but it gave me an idea of if I wanted to scale up, that this is the recipe that I would use for my nutrients. And um, so hops is one plant that I have experience in growing, as well as I grow a number of aloe plants. Mm -hmm. And I'm going to say um, the cactus. Mm -hmm. So what's the growth rate rate like? Um, It's much quicker than if you planted it in regular soil? Yes, it is. Um, Because you're able to control the environment, it's um, more intense. And um, there are a number of hydroponic systems that are off the shelf that families at home can look at buying, almost like having your own farm garden right on your countertop or in the corner of your kitchen. They, um, in 2000, I think it was 21, um, housekeeping um, selected a um, food home growing system as its um, tech device of the year. And if you're interested in finding out more about those kind of home devices um, that are a combination of agriculture and technology, you can easily Google them and see that there's a variety of uh, systems that you can buy. You can even buy kits. They'll give you the seeds. They'll Mm -hmm. give you the uh, infrastructure for your hydroponic system. Um, And then uh, there's lighting that'll go along with that. And it can be remotely controlled. Mm -hmm. So those are the kind of systems that are out here that are available. I think that the community should look at as alternatives. Now, they're not the cheapest, um, but there are some that you can make yourself and uh, do-it-yourself systems. So those are also out there and you can find those on um, YouTube, if you would like to do those kinds of searches. And they're relatively easy and inexpensive, but it gives you an opportunity to grow a select few um, vegetables for your salad fixings. If you like mm-hmm. you know, spinach or if you like um, basil, those kinds of things are easily grown. And even some edible flowers. Um, you can grow in these systems. And I don't think it's a bad idea if you like one particular crop, another one of your friends, et cetera, likes another. And if you collaborate and talk about 
what you're growing and producing, mm -hmm. you would see how far that kind of information exchange and the collaboration of putting your crops together can give you a variety of fresh fixings for your salads or for fresh produce that a lot of us are not getting enough of. And we don't necessarily know where they're coming from. Well, I love that idea. You know, similarly, I guess to a book club, you can have a hydroponic club, if I'm saying that right. Yes, and, you can, um, most definitely. And a me, grower's club. A mm -hmm. grower's club. Uh, yes. You know, because going to the supermarket, oh my goodness. You know, one week a cucumber, for example, is 99 cents. The next week is $1.99. Uh, everything, just the cost of just like you said, even the simple herbs like maybe basil or um, rosemary or anything like that used to be 99 cents, now $2.99. It's just crazy. And I love the idea of collaborating. And uh, it could be a new hobby for us. And it's going to help we us. We need to do that more, most definitely. Not yeah. only in uh, our social life, but in entrepreneurship as well. And pulling together those kinds of businesses. And I consider that, let's say a green operation. Mm -hmm. um, there is a platform that I know I am looking to launch in 2024 that will be a platform for green businesses, anything green related to uh, natural resources, related to sustainability, and this kind of information uh, for those who visit uh, the site and the platform, they will be able to have this kind of um, service product information available to them and then take action to make sure that if there's something that sparks their interest, then they engage in it and reach out. And those businesses that participate, they're going to be part of the Green Goal Opportunity Club Mm -hmm. um, that is the umbrella of that kind of uh, operation mm -hmm. and platform. And with that, they'll also get to be featured um, on a, a monthly basis. It will rotate with the businesses and then they'll make special offers to whoever is signed on and wants to, let's say, get the newsletter and, and stay informed and in touch with that operation. Great, great. So Clara Lewis, is there currently um, a website that folks can go to? I, it says here that you are also doing um, consulting and training in hydroponics. Is that that's currently happening, correct? Currently, I am consulting in hydroponics. I work with a couple of small farmers, uh, startup farms, um, when they're setting up their uh, CSAs, that's their uh, community service agriculture, um, where they collaborate and uh, people pool their resources to get a farmer that they know uh, producing various items that go into their uh, box or basket weekly uh, for a small fee. So that's uh, what I'm doing on the consulting side. And the training, I am also coming out with a uh, publication that will introduce you to 
um, land management. It's a training academy that I've uh, given the acronym BEST. It is the BEST Eco-Sustainable Training Academy. Mm -hmm. And with that, if you have land as a landowner or even want land um, before you purchase it, you can um, attend one of my information sessions about um, what you need to know as a landowner, mm -hmm. as a land manager, and how to uh, position your property through design that I will help you with. Um, position your property where it can give you multiple streams of income, all sustainable. I'm not uh, talking about any kind of um, ideas or uh, concepts for business that will degrade the environment or pollute the earth. I think, and that is so timely that you talk about this. Um, there's uh, several friends that I actually talked to who have inherited land and are kind of in the state of, all right, we're not going to let this go. A lot of the land um, has was willed to heirs or left to heirs who are now deceased and now it has gone down to the next generation, next generation. Meantime, um, 30, 50, 100 years are going by and nothing is being done with the land. Uh, eventually, I guess it would be just like they'd come through and do gentrification or eminent domain stuff or whatever those things are. So I think that is so timely and important that you and are it is. Those things. It is. And it's relevant. And it's one of the drivers for why I came up with a model that can provide a solution for those families um, to preserve their land. And if they wanted to sell it, then at least um, they would know what their options are. If they wanted to keep it, they could keep it and still have a formidable uh, income coming in from the uh, design with nature, I'm going to say, um, when they participate in that academy and, and use my services. So Claire, how can someone reach out to you for more information? What's your contact? My contact is info at lewislink, I-N-T-L, that is L-E-W-I-S-L-I-N-K-I-N-T-L dot com. My number is 770-380-3356. I have a Facebook page, um, which is Green Goal Opportunity Club on Facebook. And I do have a website. Okay. And that's Lewis Link INTL. It is uh, going to be revamped uh, to show my new launchings and my new offerings um, before the end of the year. Excellent. So we're listening and speaking with Clara Lewis, who has a multitude of things going on in the agribusiness arena, also with land development and potential use for land, hydroponics, all these sort of things. Clara, also, um, I know that you joined the Texas Chamber of Commerce. Tell us yes. how it came to be. 
Well, I um, was giving a presentation to a group of farmers that I belong to, and we were having our first um, annual meeting in the state of Texas because the group that I belong to was a national group. And at that particular time, my presentation um, was about the model that uh, we're, we're going to review, I'm sure, in the next few minutes for a um, agribusiness ecotourism uh, development, private development. And the president of the Chamber of Commerce in Texas, the Tri-County Regional Black Chamber of Connors, Commerce, was also a presenter. And just sitting there, we hit it off. Um, I liked uh, that she was the founder and president of a chamber of commerce that served uh, people of color um, and gave other, I'm going to say, initiatives to enhance and expand your business. Mm -hmm. um, so much so that I said, this is a place where I need to be. Um, I could also make a contribution to that particular organization because I was interested in expanding my um, business internationally. And there's an international market now that the chamber is focused on for its membership. And we're looking to do more business and trade with the country of Belize in Central America. So um, I supported that initiative quite a bit. And um, one of the accolades that over the years that I've gotten is that I was assigned to be an international ambassador for the Chamber of Commerce oh. and to support um, the uh, promotion of American businesses looking, especially people that look like us, um, supporting um, doing business in Belize. Well, kudos to you. That is certainly a high honor and well, seemingly well-deserved given all the things that you're putting together. I love that, love it, love it, love it. Yes. Thank you. Yes, yeah, so um, so what else did you wanna really expound upon? You talked about the products and services pretty much that you'll have offered, are offering or will offer in the future to folks in the community that might wanna participate in any of your uh, many business things that you have going on. I think the land thing is extremely important and that they should reach out to you for some advice or guidance, as well as what you were talking about, um, having a growers club, for example. Anything else that you uh, want to expound on in terms of community and their involvement? Well, you, as you know, the Black experience in travel is something that I am contributing to uh, WKDU and the Black experience in music. And I am still passionate about um, us as a people um, knowing how to travel, not necessarily me deciding where you go, but helping you get there. Um, 
looking at the options and a lot of options are not necessarily for travel, um, always here in the United States. So I take a global perspective to that. I also am taking and merging that global perspective with that in developing these uh, communities uh, where when um, set up, they can be additional ecotourism sites where you can learn um, different um, self-sufficiency skills, not only about growing, but how to live off of the land and uh, survive because we've lost a lot of that. And combining that ecotourism with agritourism and having communities around the world um, as well as here in the States is something that we need to look at, at as far as how we view where we spend our uh, travel and tourism dollars. Excellent. Excellent. So, you know, I actually took a note that definitely you guys need to check out Clara on the Black Experience in Music when she does her travel segments. Um, very, very good information that we all can use it some way, in some way, or share it with someone else. And it's aired, um, I know, 1.30 a.m. Y'all get up now, Sunday morning, 1.30 a.m. <laughs> but 7.30 a.m., also 1.30 in the afternoon and 4.30 in the afternoon, well worth a listen, trust and believe. And uh, always good information. And you know, those are a lot of different times. And speaking of time, we only have about two more minutes left. Um, and we're speaking with Claire Lewis. So one more time, Claire, what's the best way people can reach you for more information? I know you gave several before, but what is your preferred method of contact? Please share that one more time. You can reach me at info at lewislinkintl.com, L-E-W-I-S. L-I-N-K-I-N-T-L dot com. And my phone contact is 770-380-3356. And if you ever want to book travel, um, I do have an independent travel agency, um, IntelliTravel, CWLewis.IntelliTravel.com. Excellent. Excellent. Well, we sincerely thank you for your time here today. I know you'll be in our area uh, very soon. What's happening up here? I know you're coming to the Philadelphia. Yes, What's I'm coming to Philly and there is going to be a Black Urban Growers Conference at Temple. Um, and I am going to be attending that. It's a, a national uh turnout, I'm going to say, of those of us who are looking at growing and are growing, and there'll be a number of events and activities related to that. There you go. So I just want to thank you so much for being my guest today. And thank you for having me. Yes. And we'll I am so glad that you're doing what you're doing. It makes a big difference. And I've learned a lot from the other guests that you had on your show. So please keep it up. Thanks, Claire. And to my audience, I also like to thank you for listening to Community Spotlight. And I do hope that you have been inspired by what you've heard here today. 
And also, if you have news that you think that we can use, by all means, you can reach out to us. Reach out at uh, wkdu.org slash listen now, or rather, I'm sorry, community spotlight, and we'll take a look at it and see if we can hook up. So in the meantime, we ask that you stay in peace, go in peace, and by all means, put the guns down.